Morning everyone, uh, my name is Charles and um, we're going to open up the Bible in a wee second. Um, I've just realized that um, I'm wearing, because I didn't pay attention to the mirror this morning, I'm wearing the same jumper that I had <laughs> six months ago when I last shared. <laughs> so mom, if you're watching, um, don't worry, this jumper has been washed since then, <laughs> um, once or twice. Um, thank you for tuning in this morning. Um, I hope that um, you guys are keeping well despite the, the lockdown. Um, it is a bit of a disappointment and uh, for some of us it may bring again the, um, the challenges of um, being isolated, um, the, that sense of uncertainty and a whole, a whole host of other issues. And uh, I don't want to make light of it at all um, and I hope it's not insensitive but uh, you know I, I'm, I'm a bit surprised at myself because I find myself um, normally I'm a pessimist or um, when I justify I say I'm a realist um, but I find myself pretty hopeful for this year um, <clears throat> I find myself um, being drawn to encouraging scriptures um, that um, I suppose give a stability or an anchor for, for my mind and my heart um, and I'm hopeful not only for, for my personal life but um, also for the life of the church um, not just vineyard and not just uh, churches locally in Inverness but also nationally um, I think God is at work um, to um, yeah enable the church to be stronger um, you know so I, I, I think of verses like in Romans chapter 8 where it talks about um, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose and um, so um, yeah scriptures like that assure us uh, or assure me that um, that God is working, He's He's active in our lives, even though uh, we may not feel His presence, even though we might not uh, think Him to be there, um, even though life can be demanding and, and difficult. God is at work um, to bring good things um, for us. Um, and in the context, actually, of that passage, um, the good that God is concerned with has to do with the church being conformed to the image of of, of Christ. Uh, becoming like Jesus and so God is, is working he's he's working for us to bring us towards that end of resembling the kind of character and life that um, Jesus himself has and would we not agree that um, Jesus possesses a very high or if not um, the highest quality of character and um, yeah that isn't that perhaps the best thing um, for us his children is to, to resemble our, our Lord and uh, yeah um, when I reflect back on 2020 um, I just have the, this sense that I'm more confident in this reality that, that God is really working to bring um, good things for us even when um, things are tough <clears throat> so um, we're continuing a series on the book of Philippians um, in the New Testament and uh, the passage that I'm going to briefly share about is um, in Philippians chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, uh, please feel free to, to, to turn there and um, read with me. Uh, so I'm going to read from chapter 2 verses 19 to 30. If the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling me how you are getting, getting along. I have no one else like Timothy, who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proved himself. 
Like a son with his father, he has served with me in preaching the good news. I hope to send him to you just as soon as I find out what is going to happen to me here. And I have confidence from the Lord that I myself will come to you soon. Meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother, co-worker and fellow soldier. And he was your messenger to help me in my need. I am sending him because he has been longing to see you. And he was very distressed that you heard he was ill. And he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died. But God had mercy on him, and also on me, so that I would not have one sorrow after another. So I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you will be glad to see him, and then I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him with Christian love and with great joy, and give him the honour that people like him deserve. For he risked his life for the work of Christ, and he was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. Amen. Um, let's pray uh, real quick. And I actually forgot to set my timer. Um, Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this office space that we get to use um, for your work. Um, thank you for um, the people tuning in. I just pray that your presence would be so tangible in their minds and in their hearts, Lord. Um, that you would enliven them and come alongside and um, bring reassurance and peace, Lord, wherever they find themselves, I pray. Amen. Um, so the verses that caught my attention when I was um, reading this passage and planning what to, to speak on was just the, the couple of verses in um, verse 20 to 21, actually. Um, I have no one else like Timothy. Who genuinely cares about your welfare all the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ um, so he's making a, a kind of distinction there between certain other people and Timothy and the difference between them Timothy seems to um, cares um, about uh, what matters to Jesus and the other guys seem to not care <laughs> um, about um, what matters to the Lord and I think Paul actually is referring to the same um, the same group um, in chapter 1 verses 15 to 19 he's referring to um, the same the same group so let me read it real quickly it's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry but others preach about Christ with pure motives they preach because they love me for they know that I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely, intending to make my chains more painful to me. But that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that as you pray for me and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. Um, so Paul mentions in this um, chapter 1 that there were certain Christians who were um, preaching to give him an even harder time while he was imprisoned. And yet there were also other Christians who were preaching the gospel out of sincere love for Jesus and for Paul. And um, the preachers that were giving Paul a, a hard time were, were said to be doing it out of um, self 
um, selfish ambition, rivalry, and jealousy. Um, they were looking out for themselves and what they can gain for their, their own benefit while um, trying to exploit the fact that Paul was in prison. Right? They wanted to take advantage of that position so that they can uh, serve their, their own agendas for their own ministries. But what strikes me and what's interesting is Paul's response. Um, in verse 17 in chapter 1, um, or uh, sorry, verse 18 in chapter 1, he says, But that doesn't matter whether their motives are false or genuine. The message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice and I will continue to rejoice. Now, I can only speak for myself. <laughs> um, but, and I have to say that that's totally how I would have responded. Not. I just had, I had to add that bit in. Um, right, because we, we can apply... Um, this sort of principle here, not just about ministry, but um, to every other thing, I suppose. Um, I used to to think that um, it was just a guy problem, but now I think also females um, deal with it too. Um, it's the challenge of the ego, or at least the challenge of the, the unrestrained ego. Um, I imagine that Paul wanted to be successful, right, in bringing the, the good news and the gospel to um, the Gentiles. And he was very successful at it. Um, but there were also these other brothers who wanted to be successful um, in their own right and um, were trying to take advantage of the fact that um, Paul was in prison. And so, yeah, they were competing um, against him and trying to make his life a little bit harder um, because they themselves wanted to be the, the superstars. <laughs> and so there's this game of um, yeah one upmanship between these brothers and Paul now <clears throat> Paul didn't play this game because um, he's saying that he rejoices he rejoices in the fact that the good news is being preached whether it's being done by sincere motives or not sincere motives he doesn't care so long as Jesus Christ is um, being preached and, um, you know, I'm, I'm struck by that because it seems to me, well, my, 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 my reaction is to say, come on now, Paul, um, be a bit more honest here, <laughs> right? Be a bit more um, real here. It's a safe space. Come on, let's talk about how angry you are towards these guys. Come on now. Um, but either he's lying, right? Either he's talking nonsense or it's really possible to become... Um, a person or to be changed towards um, this kind of person who is so caught up in a cause that is bigger than themselves that they're happy that this cause is being served um, even if it's being served by people who are competing against him and wishing in fact to, to hurt him and make life more difficult for him um, so it really uh, reveals um, the heart of Paul and where his mind was at. Um, you know, he wasn't self-absorbed. Um, he was just caught up in this mission of bringing the good news um, to other people. Um, because what the normal human response, right, is, is shown by, um, by these guys who are preaching out of 
um, insincere motives. Um, they, their response, I suppose, when you feel threatened um, about your security, is to to play the game of one-upmanship, right? Uh, I know that all too well, unfortunately, uh, right? Uh, you think you're better than me at something? Um, let me prove you wrong, <laughs> right? That, that would be the response that would come from me. Um, but Paul didn't play that game. Um, he said in the one-upmanship or the, <clears throat> you know, the egotistical games that these guys wanted to play. Um, his heart and his mind was set in a different direction um, than, you know, fulfilling his own self-serving agendas. Um, he knew that there was this, uh, I suppose by experience, he knew that there was something more life-fulfilling than really um, being, you know, selfishly ambitious. And, you know, if we look to his story, previous to his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, Paul was known to be um, this, you know, very hot-headed, very ambitious, very driven character um, to the point where he was persecuting the church, right? Because he thought that that would further his um, religious agendas. And so Paul was, um, as a religious figure, he was at the top of his game. I think in, in the book of Galatians, he even talks about I could be wrong, it could not be the book of, it might not be the book of Galatians, but at some point in the New Testament he talks about how <clears throat> he was advancing beyond the level of his peers. So he was at the top as this, you know, Pharisee, as this religious figure. Um, and so he knew what it was like to compete and to play in that game and to um, yeah, be be better than other people. <clears throat> um, but at some point down the line and I think he's reaching this point now in when uh, this letter was written. He's learned that there's a better way um, of being human. Um, at some point he learned to lay down the, the egotistical um, agendas and to simply find joy in being humble. I mean, right, it takes a certain kind of humility to be able to rejoice when there's people who are out to hurt you. To rejoice that... Um, Work is being done by them in the same field that you're working in, <laughs> right? It takes a certain kind of humility. And Paul, I think, was at this level at this point. And uh, really, Jesus is the, the, the best example, right? In, in, um, in the previous passage in chapter 2, um, it says, it talks about from verse 5, that um, Christ, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. And so tells us it tells us that um, Jesus himself, who we would say possesses the, the highest quality of life, um, right as the, the the ruler the rightful ruler of the universe he gave it all up and he became one of us and became this lowly um, worker um, and even um, humbled himself to the point of dying for the world and bearing the the worst that we could um, possibly throw at him in order to 
The mission was that he was so the mission that he was so caught up in is simply to bring us um, to back back to the Father and to incorporate us again into the family um, of God. Um, in Philippians two as well, we are given um, right two examples. Um, Timothy and Epaphroditus. Paul talks about them in such a in a heartfelt way that you you just see the um, the the love and the affection that he he has for them. He he says that I have no one else like Timothy um, who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how he has proved himself like a son with his father. So there's this deep affection and deep trust between them. And, um, you know, that's probably coming out of years of working together and Paul knowing Timothy's heart. Uh, also, Epaphroditus was commended because uh, while he was on his way to give Paul what he needed from the church of Philippi, he contracted some kind of illness um, that was uh, actually life-threatening. Um, but even then, he pressed on to just give the, the resources that, that Paul um, needed. And um, <clears throat> that's really it. <laughs> um, just a quick word. Um, and to, to finish up, really, I just want to say that if, these, if, if this stirs you at all, if the, the example of Paul and Timothy and um, Epaphroditus stirs you in any way, um, my encouragement is to aspire to it, um, to uh, ask the Holy Spirit to give birth to um, a deeper desire um, to change towards people who are happy um, in humility. Um, so um, that's me. Um, but before I finish up, um, when I was preparing the the talk, I think the Lord wanted to give um, a couple of words, um, have to, having to do maybe with uh, fear and frustration. Um, so if that resonates with you at all, if you're experiencing um, heightened levels of fear and heightened levels of frustration, um, I think the Lord just wants to, to come alongside and say that He's with you. And so if you're um, feeling that, please don't be... Um, shy and asking for prayer. Um, also, um, reassurance for, for the hurting. Um, if there's, yeah, if I, I wouldn't know, there's, it's not as if the Lord gives details. Um, but if they resonate with you at all, um, please, um, yeah, ask for prayer. And we will be happy to, to walk you alongside. Um, let's pray before we end. Father, thank you for... Um, 2021, thank you for this new year that is ahead of us. Um, it may be starting in this way um, of lockdown, but Lord, um, you never change. And you are still you, even in the midst of um, our difficult um, circumstances uh, for some of us. Lord, I pray that um, for people listening, I pray that your spirit and your presence would be so tangibly present in their hearts and in their minds. Um, that you would reassure them of your love, that you would re yet reignite hope um, in their hearts, and that you would let them feel uh, the smile on your face that you have when you look at them. So thank you um, 
for this life that we get to live um, as your children. And uh, yeah, we love you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys.